This episode of Fresh and Buds is brought to you by Briars Tires, folks. If your tank in metrics needs a new tire, come on down to Briars Tires. It is the best place to get a tire for a tank in metrics. It's so cool. Thank you, Briars Tires, for your sponsorship. Here is the show. Fresh and Welcome back, folks, to yet another episode of Fresh and Buds. I am your host, Tommy Fresh, and you are all of my buds. And today we have a wonderful guest and a bud now that we've met in person over at a couple events. It is Aiden Kwasniewski from Three Floating. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? I'm doing good. I'm enjoying a, a, a rainy day in Los Angeles, the city that is not built for rain. So hopefully we won't deal with any flooding today. But yeah, I, I, I've just been, been enjoying a nice misty morning. And, and, and now I get to talk to you, Tommy. So I'm, 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 I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm stoked too. I'm stoked too. We just had snow again right after the, uh, the rodent, the groundhog. It said that spring was coming early, but it doesn't seem like it is so. You know, I gotta, I gotta go talk to that groundhog rodent. I think I, I think I saw somebody call it a beaver the other day. I thought that was funny to like purposely <laughs> give it uh, the wrong uh, name, but oh, it was intentional. Yeah, it was intentional. yeah, yeah. They were like this stupid beaver, you know, like while they're shoveling <laughs> snow. But um, we got a great show for you all. We're gonna learn a little bit about Aiden, then we're gonna talk about these these heavy hitters heroes. Now the dust has settled a little bit after the release kind of like figure out like, Hey, what did some of these heroes need in the future from LSS to kind of make them a little bit more competitive than maybe we had hoped they would be. But, uh, it's a lot of fun. RTNs have been great as well, but before we get to it, all the stuff is in the show notes for uh fresh and buds. Check it all out. I'll mention at the end of the show and all of Aiden's stuff will be there as well. Aiden, my friend, out in Los Angeles, misty morning, rain, beautiful, hopefully no flooding. How's it going? What is going on with you? What's new? Are you enjoying heavy hitters right now? I uh, am loving heavy hitters. I honestly haven't, I, I hadn't gotten to go to any armories and, and locals in a while uh just because of traveling and going to like realm events like with the the cruise and then there was the holidays which is pretty crazy and then i had uh my, my last fall semester of finals and now I'm, I'm i'm doing my final semester of college but but yeah it went, went when heavy hitters dropped sort of like it was this great you know timing thing of like we started getting into like a true scheduled rhythm with the channel and uh, this new set released, and my life was all coming together. I showed up to locals and just have been having a a blast. Like I I, I completely bombed a draft. I I have no clue what to do there, but but I, I I just love all these heroes, and I love the arena thematic as like you know. I mean, I feel like we're all at least somewhat of like fantasy buffs, and and so like for for me, it harkens back to like the sort of stories that I would tell in Dungeons and Dragons um, with my like old campaign I used to run in high school. So I, I, I love I love a good arena of intrepid heroes showing up, trying to prove their worth, make a little cash, you know, 
get 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 on with everything. So yeah, yeah. The the death match or like gladiator kind of thing. Uh, just having an arena of some sort, some kind of coliseum, is always like a nice little spice to add to some fantasy, right? You know. It's kind of cool that, you know, whatever, you got the, the wandering heroes that are on a giant quest. But, like, you know, it's also cool to have some gambling and some fun as well. And I guess some, like, really brutal kills um, based on some of the uh, the art in the set. Now, yeah, I do... Watch out for Reinhardt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, showing no mercy whatsoever. <laughs> that is so brutal. Um, I want to talk about Three Floating. You know, we, we had Sam on. Now we have you on. Hopefully get the... The, obviously the third member at some point uh, as well. Um, you guys are becoming or have become a community staple at this point. You know, there's a lot of fab trios and I think, you know, trios are just like a good like mesh of people, right? It's like you always get like three really good personalities together. You get a great mix and that's what you guys have. Can you kind of tell us the story of Three Floating and its history from your perspective? Because we got it from Sam. Now I want to hear it from you. Okay. Yeah, sure. Of course. Um, well, I, I, I think the obvious first person to talk about is Sam because he is my, my family. He's my cousin. And we, we sort of grew up together playing in grandma's black backyard, like me showing up to his high school plays and, uh, you know, him introducing me to Dungeons and Dragons, him going off to college, being my elusive older cousin. And then, um, we we both sort of ended up landing in LA. Him after school pursuing acting, me in school pursuing screenwriting, and uh, we hadn't hung out in a while. And um, he sort of just hit me up and was like, "Hey, I'm I'm learning this this card game, and I think you'd really like it." And I was like, "You know what? I haven't talked to Sam in forever, so I'll." And we've been living in the same city for like a year and a half, so I should go over and and say what's up. So I I you know drove over to his house and and uh we we had some drinks and he started laying out some cards and and you know showed me the fabled he pulled his first fable the eye of Ophidia, was telling me about how long the game has been around telling me about the mechanics and he was like you know what like like here just like here's these these four cards check this out play this and then you get to pay with it with your resources and i was like okay yeah so you like discard cards in order to pay for cards he's like no you put them in your pitch zone and i was like okay so like the same thing he's like yeah yeah just Played the turn. So I play out a little hand with Katsu, and he's like, all right, now take all those cards in your pitch stack and put them at the bottom. And I was like, what? <laughs> dude, wait, this game is crazy. He was like, yeah, dude. So just think about, like, the potential of, like, being able to sequence hands and turns, like, many hands down the line, many turns down the line, something that I have yet to even be able to tackle. But the the sheer, like, complexity and simplicity of the game was just like it struck me all at once and i was just having a great night and talking to sam and catching up and so i started coming to some locals with him uh learning on dorinthia and right around the same time i started to hang out with jacob who was just you know lifelong childhood best friend of my roommate from college and uh he was just over and and uh we, we had just grabbed lunch and I was showing him things that I had in my room, like a potential board games we could play. And like, you know, just like a moth to a flame, he like saw like the two deck boxes of uh, a Bolton and a Prism Precon that were just sealed that I had and I bought and I had yet to play with them yet. And he snatched them up and was like, dude, what is this? 
So I, I told him about the game. We went to a game store, told him about um, Fi. He loves ninjas. So he picked that up, bought, like, just straight up bought a box of Welcome to Race, just off the rip. And his first pack was Mask of Momentum. I texted Sam, I'm teaching Jacob this game. You got to come over. He's like, Who's Jacob? Just come over and meet him. We'll all play. So uh, he brought his decks. We, we played, drank a little bit more. Uh, and then talked about how Worlds was coming up in, in, uh, in San Jose. And basically there was this sudden surge of like, we got to go to this. We can, we can road trip together. And I was like, you, do, you literally just met Sam. And, and, and he was like, yeah, and we should do a YouTube channel. And that, <laughs> that, it sort of like all happened all at once. And it was all this talk. But if there's one thing you need to know about Jacob, he is like a catalyst for just things to happen. And I feel like we're all like people who like, love creating things and, and, and love making things. But Jacob is like, he's a ferocious, like, we'll just keep following up on things like, you know, stuff that he gets excited about, man. He just like continues to push for it. So um, like, a couple, I think it was like two months later, we were just driving up in, in my car uh, up to stay, stay with my, my family. We we're driving to our like first real big flesh and blood event. And it happened to be the first world's tournament. So it was just so much excitement and, and, and just passion for the game. And, and we really were just like, going to locals every week and, and and trying to figure out what sort of stuff we wanted to make. But that first vlog was like our first video. And then um, the, the, the goal was always like, if we were going to do a YouTube channel to make gameplay videos, but, yeah. um, but that we, we, we were just like, let's, let's vlog our experience going to the first worlds ever. Cause like, that's that we all felt like that was going to be a really historical piece in this, this game's history. So we wanted to capture that and, um, obviously the response there was way bigger than, than we had expected. And so then we were like, well, we, we got to start doing the gameplay now because like, like we, we just pulled all these eyes to this channel. Like, you know, what, what, what do we want this to be? So yeah. that's a long winded response. No, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> no I mean, <laughs> that, that's sort of the story. It's so cool. Cause you know, just kind of like seizing the moment is pretty huge. And especially with something like new, like that's what, that's the kind of people that like the early adopters that, that like a, a game like this or, or anything really like kind of need in the early stages. And, and that's why flesh and blood has been so successful. A lot of people that kind of just like, you know what, this is awesome. I'm sticking with it. And, you know, talking to some friends of mine who, who played a lot of trading card games, like different ones, like, you know, every new one they played, they said, you know what, usually around year four like this, like we're in right now, year four, year five of a game, this is when it falls off. And here we are, heavy hitters is kind of like the opposite of falling off. So like, <laughs> it's, it's pretty incredible. Now, um, I got to say, I think it's so cool that you guys bring a, an energy to the content creation uh, side of flesh and blood that, that is not as prevalent outside of that because you guys are so young, full of energy. <laughs> I mean, not that like me and my age are just like old and slow, but like you guys are just like bringing something different that is almost uh, something that we weren't seeing in flesh and blood before, you know, and there are some examples here and there, but just, just to like really young energy and kind of like content style that, perhaps like a lot of the us older guys maybe didn't grow up on, but like, you know, you need younger people to play this game for it to be successful. And you guys are really doing that really well. So I want to know, had you always been interested in content creation? And if you were, you know, 
what and who were some of the creators that you drew inspiration from? That's actually that's actually a really funny question because I was literally just looking back on my old YouTube channel from when I was like 13 in middle school. I I uh watched a ton of like, you know, like let's play video game channels when I was when I was little and and uh I, I I always had wanted to 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 make a a gaming YouTube channel, so I like built my own PC and like started recording videos of myself. All the videos are are not listed out there, so don't even try to find them. But uh, <laughs> but it's 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 literally just me unedited, like tiny little baby voice talking over me playing some video games, and they have like fifty views, and I'm like pretending like I have recurring viewers. I'm like welcome back. Like I even have like a video on there that's like you know the sad thumbnail and it's like title i'm going on a vacation and just like my parents were like you know taking us down to la for like the weekend so anyway i i had always like been around it but i've never like i'd never really like i guess imagined that i'd be going at it this consistent and 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 hard uh you know but but content creation and video making was like a big part of my childhood so there was, there was that with with games but um my like my friends we'd, we'd make like youtube sketches in the backyard and like have our own like film summer camps like trying to make little short films and um so like i've always loved like you know making movies and, and in high school like film class and 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 making short films and and, and submitting them to film festivals so like i i it kind of like it kind of in a weird way started at youtube and then that didn't really go anywhere so i started making like short films and that got me into college and then now i'm back to making youtube videos but (laughs) for for card games so it's it's kind of like a synthesis of all these things that that i that i've always enjoyed like i've always been a a very big video game person and as far as tcgs go I, i like i know a lot of people like to know like how you got into tcgs especially with like how did you land it flesh and blood and for for me i honestly had never really like played a physical tcg before Mm. flesh and blood i like obviously sam was really big into magic so like all my older cousins were into magic and they'd play each other and and i'd i'd come in open packs and i love collecting art and stuff but like i i never like learned the game same thing with pokemon right loved collecting the cards you know had not a clue how to play the game, but I'm sure I ha- I could, as a kid, could probably explain some crazy, like, made-up rules of how it worked to you. But um, Hearthstone was, like, the like the, the number one thing that I, like, played. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of Hearthstone in high school with a bunch of friends and then um, and had a good circuit of that. And then in college, started playing Legends of Ruterra uh, briefly. Um, so sh- shout out Majin Bay and, and, <laughs> and the, the, the other LOR people. But uh that that i would like i picked it up because it was in 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 beta and i also knew the world because i played a lot of league of legends that mm-hmm. was like big for me um but yeah then then obviously i just told the story but yeah sam sort of just invited me over and showed me this this brand new game hot on the scene and i was like you know what like i've been online and and hyper digital like a, a ton for for most of my young adult life um and i would love something that like gets me excited to to not not be on my phone or not be on my computer so uh, and, and, and like get me out of the house so I, I i was honestly just super enticed by the by the mission statement of it too even even just the name flesh and blood like yeah you know, <laughs> not 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 a lot of things that 
um, you know, really do pull you pull you out of the house if you're especially if you're a nerdy geek like me. Yeah, well, it's a it's a unique space in the I guess nerd sphere, gaming sphere, like trading card games, especially like Flesh and Blood, which is the mission statement. It's like get out there and play with each other. And you know, when I first played Magic, that was all it was. I mean, there was Magic Online, but like. I still wanted to go to F&M and play with my friends and, you know, feel the cardboard, open the cardboard, sleeve up the cardboard, all that stuff. So like, and, and then you kind of fall in love with the social aspect too, which is so, I mean, you know, there, there is, you know, social aspects of online gaming as well. You know, you hop on discord. I mean, we're recording on discord right now. I mean, but you know, there's something about just being with someone in, in, in person, which, which is, uh, I, I, I find it become rarer and rarer these days. So that's why flesh and blood is so refreshing. Now, I also really love to hear like you, Sam cousins doing content together, you know, you, and you, you made like backyard YouTube videos years ago. I mean, this is, this is what me and my cousins did. I'm really close with my cousins, you know, I started playing magic with, with my cousin, Dan, we played that for years. He's a little bit busy. I keep trying to get him into the flesh of place. He's, he's dabbling in one piece, but, and then my other cousin, Matt, I do a indie game podcast with. So it's just like fun to just be with your cousins and like family and just friends and, and making content, which is, I think a, a huge point to like why three floating is so successful. You can tell, you can tell you guys are just like having fun with each other and like being silly and, you know, just, having a good time and and that's pretty important now you mentioned this is your first tcg so you obviously have some knowledge of, of like you know hearthstone and 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 league and and mm-hmm. legends of Terra and how there's like metas and yeah. you know, you're playing a lot of flesh and blood at this point and the game where do you see the health of the game i mentioned like you know we're at year four year five uh almost year five now of, of flesh and blood. Do you see the health here as good as it seems like, you know, uh, in the optics, I guess that we see on, on Twitter and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. I mean, like I, 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 the LA scene and like flesh and blood, like our armory has done nothing but grow and grow and grow. Like when I just sort of made, made our return to trying to come to locals, you know, regularly again there's like like 15 new faces who are like coming every week and like all, all the all, all our like old flesh and blood friends are like you know know the names of all these people and it's like they're dapping each other up saying what's up like these are these are not just like people showing up and trying the game this is like you know a growing mainstay scene so like i i mean may, maybe i'm i'm in a, a little aquarium of of um of of the scene but like it it feels like it's it's growing and um all the all the sets that have been released and the momentum that they're building moving forward and their new like increase of pro play like increase of sets and heroes like this is all i I don't know it feels like this 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 rising momentum and I, i feel like uh a lot of people have talked about that um, interview with James White, uh, just talking about the the company and like uh, honestly, like a- after seeing that, I-, I I just have I have nothing but faith. Like you know, they're they're 
completely running on on profit and paying off like their their investors like you know they're they're completely set and there's so much passionate people in the game there's more and more people who are popping up making content and and trying to make that a larger uh portion of their livelihood like i feel like this is all like coming together at the same way and i feel like the only copium that exists is if you are still saying that you think that flesh and blood isn't a mainstay in like those those top tcgs like you know yeah and it's hard to argue against (laughs) yeah no it's you're it's hard to argue against that because you know uh, we had the calling hartford which i got to attend a couple weeks ago you know that was the whole i mean the majority of card game players and that was SCG con was flesh and blood uh you know there's still magic and lacana players rolling around but that flesh and blood was the overwhelming majority there right and that's really cool to see and then even from like a content side i mean we we, we see it with like you know youtube growth and stuff like that and you know obviously i'm on the lower tier of 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 creators so there's a lot more room for me to grow but even like i look at some of the larger creators and they're still growing so that means there's more people getting into the game and finding these larger creators and it's a nice trickle down effect too so it's it's really nice to see now before we like get into the fresh faves and stuff like that i do want to ask you know you do a lot of gameplay and you know obviously some sketches and stuff like that for for like reveals and and stuff and some vlogs here and there is there any kind of content you would like to start doing with the three floating crew that you don't already do now yeah i mean we we've talked about like so many things um honestly it's like we we just want the number one thing is to be consistent gameplay videos like the the and, and, and putting putting those out and, and frequency of them um because i feel like that's something that we're uniquely poised to provide right now um but other things we've talked about wanting to get on stream and 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 do some like like streaming sort of like fireside hang play you know games online play games with people in our chat like just engage with um uh viewers in the community and 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 get to get to play with people you know in a more global sense and not just the people that we play with at our locals so um yeah would would i i think i think looking at trying to to start doing some some streaming like maybe once a month would would be super fun just supplement to to that and 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 you know we we can just hang out with more people um I think that's exciting to us because obviously these these gameplay videos are like very much like just hours and hours and hours of sort of this um, unless if we bring on on guests, which we love doing. We love having like, you know, like when we had Blake on uh, when we had uh, when we sort of did like a feature match between Michael and Roger uh, when uh, when we were at um, uh, Baltimore, like mm-hmm. th- that that sort of stuff is we, we love doing that, especially like just yeah just highlighting other people in the community in sort of our show format and uh getting to sort of coax out um strategies and 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 quips and and just fun and between friends and competitors yeah 
Yeah, I mean, it's a great vibe to bring. And the live streaming is very cool, too. Like, if, if it's hard to do it on a consistent basis. I've tried to do it. You know, I still try to do it every once in a while. But, like, it, it's just hard. Like, we all have lives, right? But, you know, I, I do want to ask, you know, in that content, since it's a lot of gameplay content, there's... There's only so much, I guess, scripting you can do and screenwriting you can do, but you, you are studying screenwriting. How much of that do you put into the gameplay videos? Like, obviously there are certain, you know, you have your, your intros and stuff like that, which is, which is mm. great, but there's not, I mean, you can't, I mean, unless you like rig each deck, you won't know what's going on. You know, it's a TCG, there's variants. Yeah. So is that, uh, is there any of that kind of skill that you're bringing from, from your education that you're bringing into uh, these videos? Um, not really. I mean, uh, other than, other than like the, the, the ad segments that we do, th those are like, you know, definitely pulling from like stuff I've learned from, improving in a writer's room and, and and sort of just coming up with stuff on the fly like and 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 sometimes actually you know scripting out a full thing but yeah i mean a, a lot of this is is a lot more i mean <laughs> none of it's really really scripted i mean we'll, we'll practice certain things for the for the interviews like after the game's over we sort of switch up our setup and scrub through the green scrub through the game and take notes on like what what was sort of in our head uh we also have like notes that we sort of jot down like in the moment of the game of like oh can, can you write this down because i want to talk about this like we're we're all it's all just like play a game and uh we've been lucky enough like where there's only been like one or two times where we've had like such a non-game where we were like all right we we got to take that again like that was just <laughs> that like that we, that wasn't enjoyable for 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 either side you know um but uh yeah other than that it's just sort of like we we practice the decks a little bit beforehand sit down shuffle it up and hope that they'll tell a good story you know it, it it's honestly i feel like the the biggest thing that is influencing how we or what 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 has been helpful for me in in this sort of content is my time playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? You come in with a character and you have all your abilities, but like everything comes down to what the dice have to say, right? Mm -hmm. You can you can come up with like the most epic thing that you want to do, but like you roll a one, that's not happening and how do you make the one a fun story, right? I like so I feel like your deck is doing the same thing, right? You have your your game plans and you have like the story that you want to tell, especially when we're talking about the con like I'm not saying playing the game is like this, but mm -hmm. I think playing the game in the context of content is like that. Um where, you know, the decks are going to tell a story. Someone is going to, you know, brick and someone is going to hit their power combo and that's going to cause a certain swing and you know how is each player navigating that and playing to their to their their victory i i feel like i feel like it feels like a lot like that like you just the improvisational stuff is super important yeah and then in post you can you know edit it to to even like boost that up even more right you know like when maybe somebody does a blood rush bellow you know you can make editing choices to make that even feel like it's telling the story even more which is really cool um now speaking of blood rush bellow i'm really good at segues 
Uh, it is the fresh faves time, Aiden. I want to know some of your favorite cards in the game. And hopefully you tell me them. The first, I want to know, who is your favorite hero? Ah, it's Dash Adventure Extraordinaire. <laughs> Gotta be. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm messing around with a bunch of different uh, people, but it, like in the tier list of, of faves, da Dash has to be at, at S tier, you know. Dash is, Dash is cool. I mean, the Dash loyal, and, and I've found that, especially like that OG Dash, like Adventure Extraordinaire Dash fans, mm -hmm. Are rarely Dash IO fans. Also, I in in my in my conversation, it's there's, just a different feel. Crossover. Yeah. I, I honestly feel like more more wizard players and like and like rangers are are pulling up on 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 IO. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe even some some tricky rune blades. I I I I think Dash IO is really really cool, and I'll definitely like. Obviously, it's it's in the same class that i that i love and enjoy more than anything else so um i'll have to i'll have to try it out but until she's gone like dash just presents such a great warm blanket feeling of like walking into a tournament of like okay hmm. i won't have like a non-game into anyone like yeah. you know i i i'm super confident about my sideboard i've played into like all these classes and based on what items I can start with, based on um, just how I can choose to play my deck. Like, am I, am I throwing above rate attacks and not boosting as much? Am I full throttle boosting? Am I doing the pistol package? Um, am I doing pistol package, but I'm actually just trying to pad my life total up and then have like a sort of partial pistol. And then now I'm on a boost plan with a gun that shoots for four twice a turn. Like, it's so modular and and so i don't know tactile and and, and you, you can any tournament that's that's big enough i probably gonna be taking dash like i I always like start talking about other heroes and then last minute i'm like you know what screw it like it's dash again for sure it's the kind of beautiful thing about the game is like you can kind of just be like you know what i'm just playing my favorite hero I, I know it and I'm going to get some wins somewhere and that's okay. And you know, you just gotta, you know, ride that wave. Now, what's your favorite weapon? Um, Oh, I think. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say, <laughs> I don't want to say the same thing. Honestly, the wrench I, oh, I love yeah. the wrench Banksy. the wrench is so cool like like banksy i in terms of art on a weapon i think is one of the the most vibrant outstand outstanding weapons um and it, it's amazing like what more can you ask for one for three with a threatening on hit give me a resource like it's awesome yeah um banksy's awesome <laughs> yeah that's a great. But, I know you were trying to say pistol yeah. there, but you know. I know, I know. I was, I, I was, I was gunning for because, dude, like it's it's such a good weapon. Like banking, bank seeing counters onto it. Um, no, uh, yeah, honorable mentions for sure. Plasma pistol and the uh, Talishar, the Lost Prince. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, the cool thing, I mean, the pistol's cool. You know, I, I, 
understand why people like playing the pistol. Like, cause it looks like you're like turning levers and stuff like that. When you have all the yeah. items out, it feels really cool. And it looks really cool too. And well, I don't like playing against it, but it, it is neat. <laughs> well, and, and, and that, that's why I think like, I think Banksy's the coolest. Cause mm. it's just like, whenever that's being swung, it's like, I, I've been on the receiving end of Banksy and it's like, well, I don't want to take three damage, but I also don't want to give them this. And it also forces your opponent to be like, well, if they're going to Banksy at the end of the turn, like, am I block, am I blocking some of this or am I waiting for the Banksy? And if you wait for the Banksy, but then they don't swing the Banksy, then what were you doing with your life? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're holding all those block cards, my friend. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, I think that weapon's awesome. And, and pistol doesn't make it to the top because I feel like, um, I, as, as fun as pistol feels when you're like doing that, like. You know, I like being able to do that because of the modular modular gameplay of Dash. I like being able to have game into other people, mm-hmm. but that's not my favorite way to be playing the hero. So, like, gotcha. I, I, I like I like the more aggro version. Yeah, and Banksy's awesome. It's a great answer. Uh, what's your favorite equipment? Um, Techlo Foundry Heart. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Not- <laughs> I'm I'm trying so hard, Tommy, not to just down the line. You can. Dash. I mean, hey, it's okay. Foundry Heart. Um, Heart is so good. Uh, but I think the most fun I've had with an equipment piece was New Horizons when oh. I was playing Riptide. Oh. I, Okay. I, I, I love it. I, and Azalea, honestly, when I was doing um, some Sand Scour Azalea. Yeah, New Horizons, lock in, for sure. Wow. Cool hood. Like, you, you put on your, your cool-ass little hood, and then, like, all of a sudden, you got two arsenals. But, like, you have to work for them, too. Especially in, in, in Riptide, you know? Oh, yeah. I, like, finding, finding ways to load things in face-up and flip things face-up. I, I, I think it's super cool. And, and when you when you build that card advantage in of just having like, I'm, I'm working with six cards. You're working with four, like good luck. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, as I am a big riptide player and I never do the new horizon thing. And, and some people say I'm crazy and I, I know that there's a lot of value to be gained, but I just want to block with my headpiece, but, 100%. but it is so hard, but when you can make it work in riptide, it's awesome. Now, what is your favorite, any other card? Right, instant non-attack action, attack action, block cards. Now we have um, any card that you would put in your deck. Mm. E strike. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, I love that card. I come on, I got to pick a good generic for that. Like yeah. you know, it it that that card is just so cool. But when I when I sort of realized in my head, like. I mean, I, I love modular stuff, obviously. Like that's why I like Dash. So that's 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 the most modular card in the game. I yeah. mean, maybe, maybe maybe there's some other ones, but but yeah, no, E Strike you can stuff it into any deck. Like, and and, and now it works in KO too. It's a six. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> Bravo loves it. Like, who doesn't? Riptide loves it. Like, who else? Riptide. Lo- I mean, you know, Fi. Obviously, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've. Ice Face Finder down loved five it. and then seven and then like oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah draw yeah. a card plus two or go again like that it, it's just it's so good and 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 the fact that like the 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 zero pitch in the top basically says like you can pitch any card in your hand is mm-hmm. basically how I like to think 
think of that it's like it's like a weird like chromatic pitch of like you could pitch red yellow or blue like yeah. you know whatever whatever's gonna be best for you it's um, it's awesome and you know snapdragon scalers works with oh, just i mean the the amount of things that work with easter egg i think it, i i am in agreement it's not maybe not my favorite card but easter egg is just just having any kind of kind of uh, variety that you can do with one card is awesome it's kind of why i'm starting to love standing order too which is a really sweet card Ooh. i can't wait to see that uh see more time in the sun i'm playing that in riptide it's pretty cool you can, oh yeah you can play it from oh hand, true load it and then just come in for six and then you know <laughs> it's really Dang. cool and as, as i as, as a riptide player you should take a look at it um now let's talk okay. about some new heroes <laughs> um those are some great answers for the fresh faves though that is awesome now aiden we're a couple weeks into heavy hitters rtn season has started i did qualify with riptide over the weekend which is awesome we're going to minneapolis the Uh, home of minneapolis uh is going to be awesome (laughs) and you know i'm very excited but we have a bunch of new heroes that are that are seeing some play and some not as much and I thought it'd be fun to just kind of talk about each one, you know, real quick here and kind of say, well, is it performing how you would hope coming out of the new set? And if it isn't, what does it need? So let's talk about one that I don't really, I've, I haven't even played it in draft or sealed yet, but Betsy. Betsy seems to it's me, yeah, I know. I mean, it's, it's very cool. I'm, I'm more of a warrior brute guy, I guess, but in sure. And, but Betsy has this really cool thing going on where you get rewarded for wagering and has a great headpiece and all this stuff. Give me your thoughts on Betsy so far and where do you kind of put her in like maybe like an A, B, or C kind of grade? I don't think any of them are Fs yet. Maybe, maybe they mm. are. But no, we're, well, we're going to be positive, A, B, and C. Yeah, I, she's she's got to be B for Betsy. You know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I I, I mean, I, she she's like got a ton going on for her. Um, her her hero power is really really good, and just like the fact that you can put it onto any attack that's wagering. So with Anathos, um, the Tecla Foundry, um, the, his list that I got to feature on Fight Night, um, uh, that just felt so cool and powerful to to be able to like send these 10 overpower wagering things i think betsy's whole thing is you know she's a gambler so you have to like gamble and bet in order to win and you kind of like snowball um yeah the question is is she a gambler or is she more of like an investor because it feels like (laughs) it feels like once she gets her first gold, she can mount that gold into two gold and tokens, and then those tokens and gold into a bunch of damage and more gold and more tokens. Like the more she, the more you give her, the more she she gets, right? So, um, I, yeah, I'd put her in B, and I I I think that uh, everyone who's sleeping on Betsy right now is just because Bravo exists and Dominate is just a stronger keyword of the past. Yeah, <laughs> and um. You know, I think until Bravo's gone, there's not a, a reason to really think about these other guardians as much. Um, 
I mean, Victor is, is, is pretty enticing, but like still, just Bravo has the specs and he's got Dominate and Dominate is stronger than Overpower. Um, so uh, I, I, I think she's, she's really strong and, and what's super interesting about her is, you know, for, for Warrior Gamers, like your, your react, all your reaction cards are going to pay off in a major way. Um, you know, so I think it's, I think it's, she poses interesting questions and yeah, B, B, B tier. Sorry. Sorry, Betsy. That's okay. I think B for Betsy is perfect. Right. But it, it's tough, right? You mentioned Bravo, Bravo, just having dominate on a stick is, has always been awesome for Bravo and, and, and Bravo in the right hands is like deadly. Right. You're just like, Oh man, like, yeah, you gotta play, you know, this weekend I play, I, I lost to Michael Fang on Bravo. And, you know, it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get slammed there. You know, it is what it is, but. Was he uh, beat down Bravo? Uh, well, I was on Riptide, so I think he can go into the beatdown, and that's the correct thing to do in the Riptide, um, I think, mm-hmm. because Riptide can actually kind of fatigue a Bravo. I've, I've done it. I've seen it happen. Uh, you know, it's it's not that unheard of so like to kind of just like threaten like crazy on hits and stuff like that with the crush effects is is kind of how you have to do it uh which he did and he did it very well and you know betsy having the overpower but like these really cool on hits with the wager is is very enticing but you know even going into victor you know his block cards can get around a lot of the overpower and and also get so much value off of the clashes and stuff like that so it's like really tough to me, I think Betsy just needs one more wager payoff, maybe. You know, uh, I think that we're probably not, maybe not even a wager payoff or another way to create a wager of some sort. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we'll start seeing her be a weapon. The, a weapon. Yeah. I mean, it it feels weird that the, the, the Millers, I keep wanting to say there's a, there's a chain of restaurants in the Northeast. It might be all over called Miller's Ale House, but every time it's the Miller's Grindstone. Um, you just think of the Ale House. Yeah. I'm like Miller's Ale House. No, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's kind of weird. The Miller's Grindstone kind of got printed, but it didn't really feel like we got anything crazy for her yet. Um, but she did get the headpiece, which her headpiece. Yeah. Hey, did like, <laughs> That headpiece is insane. You get your block to, and it's like an engine for wagering the entire game. Like, uh, honestly, I think she needs she needs like other ways to to get get some gold on the table mm-hmm. right now. I think that's the hardest thing. I I because she she does have wager on a stick. If we're talking about things on on sticks, <laughs> um, like she she has it and it's called the good time chapeau it's just the problem is in order to get that gold you're either playing against another wagering hero who's wagering gold with you um or it's your your three money where your mouth is or your um uh the the, the four block that gives you the gold test of strength Te- yeah test of strength gives gold yeah, yeah you, like you're kind of shoot into playing cards that aren't Aren't the greatest, I guess. You got Wage Gold, uh, the Universal card, and then I guess like Starting Stake could be, you know, if you just yeah. want to take a turn off and just like make a gold. But mm. but then you get into a clunky kind of thing going on 
Well, is... and then also if you're if you're running that extra card that's not an attack, right? You know that then like the test of strengths become way worse yeah. because then they're not hitting as much. So yeah, there, there, there's deck building problems there. But but yeah, I, I just I just want to see her have a weapon of her own because I think right now, um, definitely check out Techno Foundry's list. Check out the fight night that we did um, with her. Like she she is very strong um, oh, yeah. and and generates a bunch of value. Um, I I just I just think Bravo Bravo is better if you want to play that game plan right now you should play Bravo while he's around um and and I would want to have her see a weapon because right now by far I think the strongest thing you can do with her is run Anathos so once Bravo's gone Anathos is gone yeah you know. <laughs> yeah that Bet, makes... Bet, needs something to clob clobber people with <laughs> yeah yeah right and like I don't know maybe I don't know titan's fist I, I you know who who's who knows but yeah yeah i think some more gold generation for betsy and and I, funny enough you know moving on to the next hero uh who doesn't have a problem with gold generation but perhaps might need some more gold payoffs it's olympia and olympia is my i actually think maybe my favorite hero from the set just like totally unassuming at, at first you're like Mm-hmm. What is this like? Gladiator. He's the champion. <laughs> you're just like so you're just a gladiator guy who like gets some gold. What about it? And then you see up the ante, and you're like, okay, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. What like how can we make this work? So what are, what are your takes on Olympia so far? Uh, Olympia's super powerful. That specialization is is totally a reason to play Olympia. I feel like uh, when when playing heroes, you need to look for like what what is the reason to play them? Like what's what's like their card? Like for for dash, it's high octane. It's spark of genius. It's techno core. It's maximum velocity. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of reasons to play dash, right? Uh, Betsy, I think it's cha- uh, chapeau, bet big, right? Olympia, it's gold. Gold itself is powerful. Like, gold is the payoff in a lot of ways. You know, pitching pitching a blue, floating a resource, getting a new card. Like, being being that um, flexible on a like with your hands constantly is is very powerful and uh double down cash in like yeah he he's he's got he's got a lot where would i place olympia (laughs) i feel like i want to place him higher than betsy because i feel like what warrior has going on I, I, when I'm doing ABC here, I'm sort of just <laughs> thinking of, of them in, 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 a, in a vacuum, maybe with some other matchups in, in yeah. mind, but I'm, I'm no, no, no person to, to, to say a, a proper tier list, but I, I, um, I'd say Olympia's A, right? Olympia's A. Oh, wow. So yeah. I, I'm interested to like hear that because I think, yes, the, the power level is there with Olympia. And I don't think he's quite solved. It, it's he's getting a little bit overshadowed by Kasai right now. I think a lot like Betsy is kind of getting overshadowed by Victor in a lot of ways. Um, but Olympia has the gold is really good, and like you know we've seen the meme a million times where it's like the the bell curve where it was like gold is the payoff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> gold was always yeah. the payoff, you know. Yeah. yeah. But but I think. And like cash in is like super good, and like to see that kind of really happen is is awesome. But also, if you're doing cash in, do you want to go like aggro or 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 are you just trying yeah. to get some extra cards there? But yeah, oh, I, yeah, 
I want to put him because because I'm I'm looking at the other heroes that are on here. I I, I want to put him like somewhere between A and B. So can we give him like a like B a B plus B plus cool. for Olympia? Cool. <laughs> Nobody's getting a C though, unless maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Olympia's cool. I think another gold payoff will kind of push him along. I think. Oh my god. Yeah. Even if it's just even if it's just like a majestic that is a three of copy, right? Like mm-hmm. that's 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 huge right you know um because because you are you already have all those other cards you have all the warrior cards that are really good and you know warrior just got a bunch of great new cards i i I think just also there's there's more time to brew with him i feel like the card that i have seen um in this set that seems the craziest to me but is the most untapped is runner runner oh yeah yeah i like i want to i want to see a warrior deck that really that really commits to to agility as being the main game plan and like you know actually you know fitting in some more attack actions in there like we talked about e-strike like runner runner e-strike cnc like put put in put in good 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 attack actions I, I, i'm curious i'm interested and also um i think let me look at it but up the ante up the ante. It does create uh, an agility, um, gold, and vigor. It is a warrior's target attack. Yeah, it's target attack. So, it's anything. Anything, you yeah. guys. So, come on, someone. Runner, runner. Runner. We, 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 need, we need runner, runner Olympics. We need a, an Olympics Olympia deck. Oh. You know, <laughs> where he's like... You know. uh so runner runner you got like agile windups mm-hmm. in there and stuff like that because they're th- they're throwing the javelin right yes and sure. and you know you get <laughs> that's actually out muscle <laughs> yeah. you might be on to something here that might have been like the clues the lss was giving us about how to build olympia was yeah olympia, olympics olympia olympics olympia you got runner runner got a yeah, javelin totally yeah, he, he's he's doing the javelin toss. He's doing the five hundred meter sprint. You know, yeah. <laughs> if only he could play ball breaker because that kind of looks like a shot put of some oh, sort. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> but totally. No, uh, that's awesome. But yeah, Olympia. I I, I like B plus for Olympia just because I love Olympia and you know it's something. He's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now that now that I'm qualified for Nats on, and like I don't really have to focus on CC. I still love Riptide and I'll still be focusing on him. I think it might be like time to go into the lab with Olympia, which would be a lot of fun. Now, Ko, let's talk about Ko. A, hey. Ko's good. A, K, yeah. K, K, he, he, he's up there. Yeah. Ko, a, a, a plus even like yeah. you know we're 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 talking about like you preface this with like you know how like how are these heroes sitting like like are they good? Ko's great. Yeah. You know K. Ko's showing up in force, like plays a really strong value game, plays a very strong aggro game, um, just can can do crazy numbers, and I I feel like he's still even untapped because like we, we we've seen Yuki's amazing list that like is just consistent constant tempo that obviously can put up results. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I think that there's also still a world of a, a KO deck out there that, that is on all the pulpings that is on just like full, like, you know what? I actually don't want to block. And my deck is just going to produce constant numbers until you're dead or I die. Yeah. Or run out of cards. <laughs> I mean, KO, yeah, KO definitely doesn't need anything. 
you know, <laughs> I think we could all agree that. I mean, Cast Bones is, in a lot of ways, in KO, is a zero for six would go again, right? Which is, that still blocks three, mind you, you know. <laughs> it's like still pretty crazy. KO is really, really doing it. I understand. We, I mean, I, I think initially folks were a little bit like, well, why only one arm? Why only one arm? And now now that we've played against KO, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Only one arm. Jeez. Dude, if his turns were claw, claw, and then everything else he does, uh, yeah. like, yikes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely terrifying. Yeah, KO, I mean, we could leave KO at an A. I mean, A+. Plus. I mean, yeah. that is just, yeah, yeah KO is really doing it. Now, the next hero, Kasai, though. Mm-hmm. Is 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 making a little bit of a splash in the world. Kasai is got the really interesting ability to play nourishing emptiness like really efficiently because you can just get rid of the other nourishing emptiness or even the C and C's you played and just hey here you go as well as just doing cool stuff of swinging swords for free. What are what are your takes on Kasai? Hands. And blood on her hands. Crazy card. I mean, so I've I've heard that actually maybe there's a world where we're not supposed to be on blood on our hands, which I think's crazy because with forty life you can you can build up so much copper and blood on our hands can just become fifteen to twenty damage just so so quickly, just like and 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 on one one card sometimes too if you can find the draw. So I I uh, if okay, so I said. If KO's A plus, I'm adding pluses and, and minuses into your That's, tier list. I'm listen, sorry. it's all made up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. KO's A plus. Um, we got Betsy at B, Olympia B plus. I put uh, Kasai at A. Okay, solid uh, A. Kasai's A. She, she's, she's also the hero that I'm most excited about in all these um, new heroes. I find that her ability to do blood on your hands or raise an army it kind of scratches a similar modular feel to me Mm -hmm. uh, that that i get with dash of like when you're sitting down for a match your deck is built one way but you can play it two ways right so um i in terms of things that she needs i think just um a couple more like one for four zero for four rate uh, cards, you know? Yeah. 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 It's probably, uh, uh, you can almost say like just good yellows, right? You know, just to like add more good yellows into the deck that, you know, can go towards the, the, uh, the ability, but yeah, she's in a good spot. Some, some rough matchups, but I think that raise an army is an untapped card, uh, in terms of its potential in those bad matchups. So we'll see, because I think those cell swords, can be very good. Now, Victor is another hero that's I I'm making a a splash. I don't know if his matchup spreads good enough, but the I've I played against the Victor and like seeing the clashes win and them drawing a card plus getting a bunch of value is pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, what 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 are your takes on Victor? I I don't want Victor to get anything else. <laughs> I um I feel like Victor uh Victor's more matchup dependent. I, I I honestly don't know him as as much, but uh in terms of power level on a hero ability, like his his is the only 
hero that has just direct value like mm-hmm. printed onto his hero. So, um, I mean, just really, really just other things, c- kind of the same thing that, that Betsy wants, which is just other ways to make gold, um, right? Mm-hmm. Every, 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 time, every time he's doing that, he's just going way, way above range. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I honestly... Yeah, that's the thing. If we're already printing gold stuff for for Betsy, then he doesn't need anything because he's gonna gobble that up as well. So like, that's true. I, <laughs> you, you know, I, I I honestly think Victor's super well poised. I think he just you know needs more time in the in the in the lab. Uh, you know, yeah. He's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of very specific um, uh, numbers and and deck building crunching to sort of figure out. I think so too, and I think what I see with Victor, the biggest, pro- not biggest problem, and it's probably good that you have some bad match. You got to have some bad matchups. You can't just be the best deck, right? But like yeah. Victor, if you're not attacking into him, you're not clashing. All of a sudden, that makes the value disappear. So Victor against like Kano is like you know an issue yeah. and stuff like that. Or if you're gonna lose the clashes, like Ko's really good at winning those clashes, and and. And then, and the last hero we're going to talk about here, uh, Reinar, you know, can make you not have clashes in your hand. So there are always, there's always ways around it. Now, what do, do you want to give Vic, Victor's um, A minus? Is the last one uh, we did. <laughs> uh, or you just want to give yeah. a solid A? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I, I, I could put him at at A as well. Uh, but but if if we're in the spirit of plus and minuses, and so that we can have a clear, you know, first, second, third, uh, he'd be A minus. So we got KOA plus Kasai, then Victor, then Bet, uh, then Olympia, then Betsy, which leaves us. Where do we put Reinar? Well, Reinar is weird, right? Because Reinar's been there. You know, he's been around. Yes, he's exactly. He's, you know, he's he's been around the block. He got some cool buffs. Uh, mm-hmm. not as many as I had, or as, you know, as people had hoped for, but I think that there, we might be visiting the Savage Lands at some point down the road. So like I would hold off on it. You know, he was always kind of good anyway. You know, it's like, he was just when he like one calling San Jose, right? Um, just, yeah, he, he's super strong. And, and, yeah. and I, I, I think the, the reason why, People don't know where to put Reinar is everyone's playing KO. Yeah. You know? Um I I think just just for Reinar, just give it time. Beat chest is super, super powerful and um people just aren't implementing that in their decks right now because they just want to run as many sixes as possible. And in order to do that, you play KO. So <laughs> um Yeah, but but beat chest uh and, and Reinar is like just already super capable and viable um like list that has put up wins at major tournaments i i I honestly think the number one thing that you can't count out is agility agility Mm -hmm. is an insanely powerful token and i think that um the the main thing that was gatekeeping brutes previously was having to roll scabs yeah and now with agility you can make it so that you can you can play a, a brute game where you really only have to roll scabs maybe once, right? Once if at twice. all. Yeah. If at all. Yeah. So I, I, I think just agility centrics 
uh, brute lists are are gonna be super powerful. And I think uh, like the wind up cards for Reinar, if you you know, yes, like Ko turns it into a into a might for a plus one. But if Reinar takes his turn and he sends an attack, he can discard a wind up, intimidate a card from his opponent's hand, mm-hmm. which is three. Like, it, it, who knows how much value that can be, um, especially it, with Intimidate being able to mess up your opponent's blocks of, like, oh, I really wanted to block with these cards, and now I'm just going to be screwed with these red cards that don't pitch for anything. Um, so, yeah, like, you can Intimidate a card, like, on your on your turn, getting a discard, you can trick stuff with that with your claws, like, you know, here's a naked claw. Oh, no, actually, it has go again. And I Intimidated a card from your hand. Uh, and now I've like discarded a card, I yeah, and 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 I have an agility for next turn. Yeah. So next turn I'm set with go again. So like, I don't know. Look at those. Look at those wind up cards. Um, one of our locals, uh, Blake Meyer, uh, is is super high on them, and and I think uh, I think as people look at at more agility centric stuff for Reinar, and, and and just honestly, as people just look at Reinar, right? Yeah. <laughs> like Reinar's just like off in the corner right now, like <laughs> yeah. looking, at his, looking at his little brother running around, like. Yeah. Well, he's just going to be one of those heroes that's going to spike events because he's going to be a really good Reinar player who saw the potential. The windups are like combat tricks, right? You know, even if yeah. you're sending a uh, romping club and they block for four, oh, here's another one, you know, or, or even ball breaker too, you know, as well as the, the claw thing you mentioned. So Reinar's in Reinar tier, and Reinar will always be in Reinar tier. And that's just, uh, unfortunately, I don't want. Well, I don't want uh, KO to like LL because then we don't have claws anymore. But, um, you know, we'll see. Reinar, you know, if we get rid of the uh, the Romney Club, I'm sure we can just use Bonebreaker or Bone Basher, the Bone Basher from the classic <laughs> battles. But uh, that's the that's the heroes. Aiden, I appreciate your your input there. We got a couple quick listener questions. If you got time for them, they have all come from the Buzz Discord, which is the best place to hang out in all of the world ever. Um, are you ready for them? Yeah, let's do it. First comes from Capolo, who says, well, first oh. says, Aiden is awesome, obviously. No. Uh, then Capolo says, is awesome. <laughs> uh, Capolo is awesome, but don't tell him that because his head gets a little bit too big and he gets mm. those compliments. We got to, you know, keep keep him Sorry, in Sorry, he's awesome. Yeah. He's going live, to live with a big head, I guess. <laughs> um, if Mechanologist was not a class in Flesh and Blood, which class or hero would be your main? Riptide. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like to hear. Great answer. Um, Dark Prentice, a.k.a. Greg, asked why Dash, which you kind of went into, um, uh, but uh, also in conjunction that, when did you decide to work in film slash media? Oh, um, yeah. So high, high school. Yeah, when I when I was doing uh, short film stuff, writing scripts, uh, and then yeah, I went to school and uh, got educated and and hoping hoping I've I've gotten better since high school. I think I think I have, and so yeah, just just yeah, kind of kind of childhood childhood dream, um, for for that. But uh, but why why Dash? She she's uh, she's awesome, and I I honestly just I, I love that sort of flavor and. If if we want to talk about why I just picked up Dash at all is 
for whatever reason, when Sam was running me down through, like, all the heroes when he was first, like, introducing me to Flesh and Blood, he literally listed every hero, and for whatever reason, whether it was intentionally left out or just, like, he forgot she existed, he did not mention Dash. So when I went in to go do my own research, I was like, who the heck is this? You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) she's got, like, technology like in this high fantasy setting this is really cool and then i found um the tecla foundry on youtube and he had a bunch of dash content and talking about hybrid dash and like i was like why dash maximum velocity good card yeah boost 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 do 10 unga boonga like let's go (laughs) seems good to me i don't know (laughs) uh The Orc Knight, a.k.a. Jesse Harper, who, you know, we've worked on a lot of Riptide stuff together, asks, as a fellow Riptide enjoyer, what do you hope to see for the hero? I'm interested to see what your answer is here. I want an anchor. I want, like, a a ship's anchor that he can, like, clobber people with. I think it would be sweet. I think that would be awesome. You're right. We should have an anchor of some sorts. Now, when I had Brian Gottlieb on the show, I asked him, I was like, he's holding like a hook. Like, what is that? He's like, oh, it's supposed to represent the traps. And I'm like, I don't believe you. You're wrong. Um, yeah. you know, but... no, 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 I want, I want, I want, I want Riptide to be the scorpion. I want get over here. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, I want that, that vibe. That's awesome. Yeah, some kind of uh, way to force them into the trap. I mean, that's kind of what intoxicating shot does pretty well. Yeah. But like another way would be could be kind of neat. Totally. I uh, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I think I think I'd I'd want that. I'd I'd want I'd want a weapon he can swing. It, even if it's something like, you know, I know Jesse loves Kalashar, so <laughs> like e- even if it's something that swings for big and then it breaks, like yeah. you know I'm. I'm down for that too, or, or 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 it sinks. Like maybe like when you swing it, right? Since it's an anchor, it's super heavy. It does a bunch of damage, and then it goes to the bottom of your deck, and then you have to draw it up, and then you like you know hoist the anchor out again, <laughs> yeah. and then you can hit him with it again. You know, like that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be <laughs> awesome. I mean, like, I guess you could. Oh man, now now I'm getting into like what what would be the design? Maybe you attack with it, <laughs> then it. Instead of like throwing it into your deck, it just gets three counters or whatever, and then each uh, turn it ticks down, or at the end of your turn, remove a counter, and then you can't attack with it until there's no counters on it. Oh, yeah. that's cool. It'd be kind of like a, a unique. Oh, totally! Way to... It like sinks down, and then you hoist it back yeah. up. You uh, reel it in. Have you have you messed around with that card yet? By yes, the way? yes. Um, okay. Uh, it's it's there. It's not where I'm at right now, but okay. the potential is there. I think it. It's really going to take a certain kind of meta where where that is even going to be a, a playable card. It's a one of, you know. I think mm. you could still probably play one of, and it's kind of cool. Like you just got to get it to the end of the the game, right? Where you can kind of throw it out there, and then hopefully just make a big win with some uh, pitfall traps or something like that. I think um, I, I think I even, have, yeah. You have the I, reel in right now. It's it's a great card. I Art's so cool. I was testing it until until this weekend and and I was like, you know what? I'm not totally confident in it. I'm gonna just stick with the intoxicating shots. It's a blue. It is a blue. <laughs> it is a blue. So and I think intoxicating shot is is nuts. Um but uh it's been an all star. But uh Jesse also asks, official t- uh three floating testing team tryouts when? 
Oh, whoa. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, uh, we want to build a discord. So, you know, once, once there's a discord, you know, I, I, I'd love to, I'd love to get, get more games and more practice. I like feeling competent at the game. <laughs> That's a good feeling, especially when we're, uh, highlighting gameplay stuff. And, and it, it always just, just sucks when I, when I lose a game over something silly, like not keeping track of my might tokens. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Well, Test, yeah. Testing team should, should happen sooner than later. And, uh, and 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 Jesse, you 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 got a spot there for sure. Oh, you know he'll be in there. You know he'll be yeah. in there. And then last question comes from William Knuckles of the Table Pit, who asked, of course, three floating UPF when, and also says, love your work, big fan. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I would love to get a UPF game on. Honestly, the most fun that I've had with UPF was the Professor set and. Um, just the way it felt, we, we had really talked about like trying to get that on the channel, but the way things shook, shook out, we just timing wise, weren't able to put it together. Um, yeah, I mean, I think when one Jacob is back, we would want to have all three of us playing for that video. Uh, and right now he's off filming, so that puts a certain delay on it. And, um, yeah, just like when, when there's maybe like a new a new product or specific support for for UPF something that we could you know highlight that's that's you know new and exciting and something that we we you know we 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 could we could sort of bring in some some new players with um but but yeah definitely have talked about it a lot i think it's a harder uh thing to cover especially in the way that we uh film our games so maybe we could do something that's a little more focused on the vibes at the table and less of like the post-game interview, like trying to, trying to get into the crunchier stuff of the game, and um, you know, the m- more complex complexities. But yeah, I would love to do like a all vibes UPF, like you know, the three of us at the table find find a a, a, a an appropriate special guest uh, and 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 jam it out. Yeah, that would be sweet. And you know, until then, William the Table Pit on YouTube does do some awesome UPF content yes. for anybody out there looking to watch some. But hopefully, the three floating do some uh, soon as well. Aiden, this was a lot of fun, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for giving us your time. You're a bright young star in this game. Uh, you know, we all really love what you're all doing over at the channel and then individually as well. And uh, you know. You, you, you make it a, a better place. So that is Big Bud Energy, and that's what we're all about here at Fresh and Buds. So please plug everything you'd like to plug, and thank you, my friend. Thanks so much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure, Tommy. Thanks so much for reaching out. I'm so glad that we, we got this in on this lovely rainy uh, morning here in L.A. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, just subscribe to Fresh, uh, Fresh and Buds and – uh, go check out the Table Pit. They they make amazing UPF content. Um, so if you are looking for UPF, you can find it there. Um, uh, go check out the Techlo Foundry. Uh, it makes great videos. Uh, all the stuff that I've learned uh, on Dash, I, I I learned from 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 those videos. Uh, that was my launching point. Um, 
yeah uh, and uh go, go check out the runaways podcast go check out <laughs> arsenal pass like I, I don't know just just go go watch the amazing people who are making content and and doing it and in, in, in this world I, i'd be remiss if i didn't say go subscribe to three floating yeah watch um, three floating too yeah, yeah, yeah everybody yeah, please you, you should. <laughs> no no but, but but seriously like yeah uh go 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 watch go watch content creators go watch sloop dupe He's like he's our own bona fide professor. Like, um, yeah, I I don't know. Just just uh, just enjoy enjoy uh, enjoy the content on YouTube and give people give people thumbs up, subscribe, and and uh, comment something nice because it really does it really does uh, make make content creators day, especially when they put uh, hours and hours into their content. So we see you all in the comments, and uh, that that warms our hearts. So thanks so much absolutely um that was really cool if you just like a shout out machine over there and you're the best um you can continue to find uh me on twitter at fresh buds pod fresh and buds youtube give the old like comment subscribe patreon's back up um what else buds discord awesome place to hang out got a lot of new buds in there looking for some riptide uh juice uh which i try to give to them uh i'm I'm not i just I space out Rip and play traps. Sounds like a, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Riptide maybe... juice sounds like a gnarly like energy drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Riptide juice. <laughs> we should get some kind of <laughs> some mock-ups for some new energy drinks. Um, but uh, and then uh, check out fresh. Speaking of juice, speaking of, uh, check out fresh juice. My indie game podcast to do with my cousin Matt, Matty Juice over there. And um, finally, I always like to end the show talking a little bit about food. Um, just cause I love it. Is there any food you want to just shout out in anything, any like restaurant or dish uh, you've been enjoying? Open market in Koreatown has some of, it has, it has the best like French dip I've had in my entire life. It's a, it's like a little wine bar, uh, like sandwich shop and they got coffee and cool teas and just a, awesome vibe what's kind of hilarious about it is it's sandwiched no pun intended right next to um the like la ticketing office so on the like in the in the store to the right a bunch of miserable people like you know cursing under their breath like i 70 dollars for you know parking my car in this spot for five minutes and then uh and then there's me sitting you know nice table uh with my girlfriend or just by myself enjoying a uh a, a beautiful uh french dip with like these uh slowly cooked um green onions that are laid across the au jus amazing cheese is gorgeous the brisket cooked overnight like we're just we're so ha- oh and fresh fresh made baguette too it's oh. all sandwiched on that so like crunch is impeccable and like Oh yeah, if you're if you're in K Town, go to Open Market, um, find some street parking, go over there. Make sure you don't get a ticket, so you don't have to go to the office next door after you enjoy your sandwich. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm booking my flight right now. Um, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, I'll see you there. Um, my my lord. Well, that sounds awesome. I'm starving. Thank you so much, Aiden. Please check out all of the three floating stuff, people. Have a great weekend. We don't have time for Charmer yet again, but we'll probably get to him at some point. But uh, thank you all and stay fresh. Stay fresh.